The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley, and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Bondenbeld and Roy Hoiskies. Good evening and good afternoon in the U.S. It's time for again for State of Search, and we are coming live to you from a brand new studios in uh, Miami. And uh, they've been working so hard that Brasco even lost part of his voice. So, uh, but they're all up and running, and we're live again. So that's a good thing. Um, happy to be back on. And with me, as usual, my good friend Roy. Hey, Roy. Hey, boss. Hey, how you doing? Pretty well. Good. Well, well, we got a we got a special guest today on our show again. That we we have guests on every week, but I'm I'm quite curious if people will recognize her voice because she's been on Webmaster Radio lots of times before, actually, uh, as one of the regular co-hosts of the uh, Daily Searchcast, uh, which uh, was hosted here, uh, I think, about one and a half years ago. The last one was there. Uh, Lee Evans. Hi, Lee. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm happy spring has finally arrived here, or at least I'm hoping it's arrived here. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is starting to shine. Yeah, and the robins are out, and it's all good. <laughs> good, great. Well, you've been uh, uh, away from Wetmaster Radio uh, for a little bit, I think. When, when was the last time you were on? Uh, a couple months ago, I was on with Jim, uh, with Jim Hedger on the uh, Web Ecology program, but before that, it's been spotty because... There's no daily search cast with Danny anymore. <laughs> no, no, which is too bad. We uh, we talked about that actually a couple of weeks ago in uh, in London where you were also at. We were um, there visiting SCS uh, London uh, together with Roy also. And uh, um, well, we had we had loads of fun. You, you've been traveling around quite a lot the last couple of months, I think, and you're going to be traveling a lot more in a couple of weeks, right, Lee? Yeah, I leave for Iceland tomorrow for the the RAMC conference. So that's going to be a lot of fun with Christian and and all of them up there. Yeah, I would I really wanted to go there, but can't can't make it. Three really bummer because it's, that's one of the conferences which is more than just the conferences. I was I was telling people that that's the, one of the conferences I could actually take my wife to because it's more than just going to the venue and then have drinks and go back to the venue and then have drinks and then go back to the venue and have drinks. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they have, uh, they've got uh, all sorts of different uh, uh, style things going on. They, you can go swimming, I think, in the ice water and you can go... Uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that's pretty awesome, I've heard. Yeah. It's, it's one of those conferences you just have to have to been there once, I think. Yeah. So bring your bikini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> Don't forget your swimsuit. <laughs> That's true. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> so Lee, you've uh, uh, you've been writing a book, social media marketing. Um, oh, we did a small interview on it uh, on uh, state of search during SCS also, but um, I can imagine there are people who haven't seen that or have seen the review I did on state of search. So, uh, give us a little insight on 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 the book. Why did you write a book? Why did you well, decide I wanted to write a book? Well, actually, uh, the company Pearson Education actually approached me and they said, would you be interested in writing a book? And I was like, okay, I could probably do that. I I write a lot anyway. So, uh, and I wanted to take a different approach than what most of the books out there were. A lot of them are, I I call them cheerleader books, like rah, rah, use YouTube, rah, rah, use Twitter. Um, And, you know, companies are... They're, they're really um, reaching for why should I have to do this or should I even be doing this or how do I approach this? And a lot of the books weren't answering that question and, and all the other things that get involved in social media like do I use an intern, uh, What can I let my employees blog, those, those types of things all need to be addressed when you get into social media and nobody was talking about that. So that's why... I was like, I want this book to be different. Let's let's take this approach. And did it um, did writing the book be was it easy for you or? Uh, the most difficult part was that every you know every two months something new showed up. <laughs> so I'd have to dig in and figure out if that was really worth writing about, and it, it kept pushing me back because it's it's kind of like all of these new technologies are coming out and everybody wants to jump on those bandwagons, but is it really worth it for them? So I didn't get to cover like the geo social networks and that really, that kind of bummed me out that I didn't get that into there. But when we get to the second edition, we'll be incorporating that in. But so, so that was the hardest part is like, okay, I need to stop now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, isn't that the problem with writing books these days that they get outdated so fast? especially in our industry? I, I think if you're writing from a technology perspective of this is how you need to use Facebook or this is how you need to do Facebook ads or Google work, you know, AdWords, or if you're talking from the technical perspective, they can get outdated really fast. But if you're talking more from the perspective of strategy and understanding research and all that, which is where this book mostly comes from, uh, that then it doesn't get outdated because some those are still foundational concepts that you need to understand as a as an online marketer. Yeah, that's one of the things I liked about your book. Also, that um, I, that's what I wrote in the review. So when I when I got the book, I was afraid that I would open it up and then start reading, and I would say, okay, open up a Twitter account, do this, do that, open up Facebook, do this, stuff like that, and that's not in there. And to be really honest, at the end of the book, I kind of missed that. that was pretty pretty weird because um, I I really loved the fact that it was all strategic so think first and then uh, at the end of the book I I, I figured okay well I'm going to work on my Facebook page and then I thought let's grab Lee's book maybe there are some good tips in there because I remembered you talking about some tips at SES London and then I couldn't find them so I was thinking you need a follow up book and I'm kind of working on one Um, we just uh just got the proposal approved, so that's going to be called the Art of Consumer Engagement. So that will have tips in, um, you know, like how how it's going to be actual stories and and examples of really how people are being successful at these things, and it will give tips. Um, 
And it won't just be social media. It'll be search. It'll be PPC. It'll be email marketing. It'll be online PR, reputation management, that kind of stuff all rolled into this book with B2B examples, B2C examples, organizational, you know, like charity kind of examples, um, and and kind of given tips from their perspective of how this stuff works. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Can, I, can I ask a question? Why a book in that, in that case? Because if you want to do more of an engagement perspective, isn't it a good idea to do the Aaron Wall kind of thing, build up the community around the book? Because it, it's going to be changing over... Well, every week, I guess. Well, with that, um, we're I'm, I'm in the talks with the um, I'm in the talks with the publisher about actually putting out a, making a community around this particular subject because the, I think that is important because it is always changing and having new content out there from different you know sources that come up and, and new things is is important to kind of keep that alive. But people still want something they can reference. And it's really hard to reference a, commu- a community. It's real hard to print it out or photocopy something or just hand it off or share a book. So the book, you know, it's more of a, a tangible thing that people can hold and, and really reference to. But the community is the added resource that can help them enhance what they've gotten through the book. No, I, I agree because because this book um, could be the, the first one to do that because this will trigger people to get into well into you and into the way you think about stuff, and then the next one will be uh, how you handle stuff actually because yeah. this is more of the strategic kind of way, yep. and then the next the next thing should be a community based book and you should create a book from that as well because some some things will never change but. Uh, well, other things. It, it's great to have that community to keep keep them posted, and for uh, definitely for for book writers like Pearson, uh, which which do a lot of manuals and strategic kind of things. I think creating online communities around their books is, should be a, a way of making money from it. If you see the amount of money Aaron is making from his subscription based model, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> That's more than you can earn from a book. I can tell you that. <laughs> the book is more than you can. That's probably more than you can spend as well. <laughs> well, that's I'm a funny a thing. Is, what, what, what do you guys? What do you guys think that so many people are writing books at the moment? Because, because it's, it's more easy to do to do that than SEO. Sorry, sorry for that. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't make a living off of writing these books. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> agree, agree. It's it's it's, oh. a, it's it's a good marketing tool though. It's a good marketing tool, but I I do it because I really like to teach people about this kind of stuff. It's just a passion of mine. I've always loved to teach people who are willing to learn, and and that does differentiate from you know teaching the the, the college kids who are just there to party, you know. Um, <laughs> but the the people who are willing to learn that that come to conferences and you know come to the trainings or come to the the sessions they want to learn and they're they're hungry for more and I really like um, sharing my knowledge you know to I share sometimes uh, Becky thinks I share too much <laughs> and we should be charging for that but um, it's just this passion I have and and the book was another way just to share you know more of the knowledge and in a way that people can understand and and use it you know in a in a very resourceful way. Agree. I think one of the reasons a lot of people writing books is actually um, I, I used to be on this website. I think it's it's almost ten years ago. Forty three things, uh, forty three 
well, something, and uh, folders, I guess, or something like that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. And uh, you can uh, you can write and write on there uh, on topic you'd like to do. And I think writing a book was one of the number one uh, number top ten topics in there because a lot of people are still having the feeling that if you write a book, you're you're there to stay. It it makes you. Well, at least the spirit of what you think is going to give be be something immortal or something like that. I think that has something to do with that as well. I mean, I was always like to write, write a book, and I'm not even that much of a writer, but still, I have this feeling. I mean, it would be very cool to show my parents a book with my name on it, <laughs> yeah. not one, just one chapter well, of it. Yeah, I was just going to say that you wrote a chapter in a book, which is just yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Agree. So. Actually, actually, I have three books with my name in there uh, in there already, but still, yeah, just, you want Sorry. to write your own book. <laughs> it has to have your side on the side, not your name on the side, not not. <laughs> from anyone else yeah it's, it's funny how books remain magical even though you have iPads and stuff like that it's always great to actually hold a book in your hands and read it I don't know what I, it is I always have to ask people who know me and you know have talked to me and they've read the book I always say so when you were reading the book was my voice in your head <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, no <laughs> what's the, what's their answer then? That. What's their answer then? Oh, what's their answer? Uh, yeah. Some of them say yeah. Like the majority of them say yeah. In very, I can hear you saying certain things the way you write. You know, it's like okay. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Certain things. That's right. If it, when, and for example, do you write the titles yourself? Did you write everything yourself, or did the editor write the titles? For example. Oh no! All those titles are myself. Although I did have one, I did have help with one chapter title. And and that was from Deborah Massdaler. She helped me with the, the chapter. Um, don't uh, don't tell, don't 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 tell people that. Make that a contest. <laughs> <laughs> I should. You can win the book if you find out which chapter is not. <laughs> is that leading actually name? Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to you have to buy the book first, but then you can win it if you read it. You can, and, you, you can get a giveaway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can get a giveaway. Right. Uh, no. Um, just kidding. Which chapter was that? Uh, it was interns. Interns serve coffee, not build strategies. Wow! <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's a long, long chapter title. <laughs> well, it isn't actually. If you if you actually read, interns make coffee, not social media strategies. Yeah, it's true. I was actually talking to a museum today in Holland um, who are also doing stuff in uh, on social media. Actually, um, pretty pretty. Uh, Good stuff, uh, but I did advise them to use an intern, but not for the strategical part, but for the implementation. Uh, exactly for the implementation part. They're going to use me for the strategical part. So. What, what part of the implementation? I mean, isn't the implementation just a strategical thing? No, it's like like being the community manager. So so f getting people to actually write stuff. What what they're going to do is that they they are researching stuff. And the uh, researchers are blogging, but they also want people who are interested in, in the topic to be blogging too and to tweet stuff and make videos, stuff like that. And somebody has to get that stuff together and, and make it one piece, so to speak. Uh, and you need someone to do, to do that. Yeah, but is, that is that something you should let an internal intern do or just somebody... Well, the project, isn't that, the project isn't that big, so you can okay. have an intern do that and make a good thing out of it, which also can help him in his studies. 
I ask this because most well, I've had a, had a couple of good interns, I have to say, <laughs> which which did a really awesome job. But especially on the research part, most of the time the execution was a bit not as what well, is not as good as I hoped it to be. That's a, it's so never as say. good. It's never as good as as somebody who's actually working. Uh, I think. No, but that's the whole problem. Uh, if it's the face of your of your company who's making a YouTube video, I mean, uh, for instance, my no, old I, company you really had an intern to... make all their YouTube videos, and it was utterly crap. We all yeah. had a laugh at it. it I mean, it, that was crap. Seriously. Yeah, but was... you, you can use the interns to promote the video. So, say you got you yeah. made the video, you guys made it, but they may may want to you teach them how to put it up there optimize it get the tags out there you know have that strategy in place train them and then not necessarily have them be your face but have them do the background type of work so they learn and exactly. because they don't have a vested interest if they're interns they don't have a vested interest in your company and they really don't know it so and they're gone in you know 3 to 6 months uh, cuz they're now on to oh now they know <laughs> SEO, or now they own social media. And yeah, they're going to write a book about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cheap, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Right. We've okay. Got another, no. another couple of gurus around. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing happening in all over here right now. Everybody's a social media guru. And, and I mean, the most stupid things come out of their mouth. And Yeah, you know, exactly. And that, that is why every single stupid social media guru uh, should read the book of, uh, of Lee. And, and really, I really mean that because that's really it's a strategical book, and and that's it, it's about the essence. Okay, um, that was the first part of the commercials. Now we're going to go to the second part of the commercials. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're going to go for that actually break. make us money. Yeah, uh, we're going to go for a little break, and then we'll be back after the break, and we're going to talk also a little bit about news, what's going on with Google. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with Lee Evans after the break. State of search. Returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for the Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. 
You can promote any product immediately. No contract required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of Cert, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. So we're back with the State of Search show, and we're actually, uh, I just read in the chat room that we're the first live show coming from the new studios. I'm really honored to be a part of that. Um, speaking of which, if you are listening live to this live show, uh, please come and join us in the chat room. You can uh, uh, chat with us and Lee, of course, who's joining us today, Lee Evans. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on in search and social in the world. Um, Google, let's start with the, the, the beat, beat that quote. Uh, Google bought beatthatquote.com, which is a uh, website, uh, which is a price comparison website in the UK. Um, well, first of all, surprisingly, they bought something in the UK, which they only do about two or three times a year, uh, on a total of 48 last year. That's not very much, but that's not the biggest uh, thing. Um, the biggest thing is that Beat My Quote is a set, a financial price comparison site, which makes that Google is now not just getting into the comparison travel uh, business, but also in the comparison financial business. Um, the second thing which is interesting from that is that BeatThatQuote.com was, well, kind of stripped apart after the news came out by Aaron Wall from SEO Book, uh, he's saying that um, the site, well, they did everything wrong they could be doing wrong. And Aaron stated that if they actually penalized JCPenney, they should also be penalizing BeatThatQuote.com. And within the same day that they bought BeatThatQuote.com, Google actually also penalized the site. That's pretty amazing, right? I, I was kind of surprised by that. I, I thought it might take them a little bit longer, but I guess since they've been getting pounding from, you know, Wall Street Journal and all those other places, they needed to act a little bit faster. Yeah. Also with the JC Penny story in, in mind. It, it was a smart move for them to do so because this will at least show some good interest in it, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it smells fishy, though. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to be able to really capitalize on it because I, I've always have, I always have the perception that Google doesn't do social very well. They're really good at the apps. They're really good. Well, they're better. They're better at search than Bing is. <laughs> um, but they just can't do. They, they, everything they try from you know search wiki to null to buzz just dive bombs after a few months so yeah, it's all that I agree Google isn't a social company it's not in their core it's an engineers company and well we all know that engineers aren't the most social companies uh, company to be around with ah you should say that out loud I know I know <laughs> but in general I mean it's not 
I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is, re- is really a nerd, but he does understand uh, sociology and, and how that works, and he sees through that. But in general, most of the engineers I know, <coughs> very kind people, you can drink a beer with them, but don't expect uh, uh, all the things you could expect from a very social person, so to say. Uh, I do think that um, they, they only bought this for the data, uh, actually. Yeah. Well, they're going to be running the site as a standalone site, so not on the Google as a Google site at first. Uh, so it's got, it got, it's going to be running like as beta.quote.com. So they're just acquiring it and then taking yeah, but the data. Th- that doesn't say anything that they are not using the data for their well, whatever something they're going to build into the uh, in the general algorithm just to make up a, a, another universal search comparison kind of thing, isn't it? The same with the travel engines that they bought. I mean, they're not building up the travel engine anymore. They're just using the data to get better search results in, in Google.com. I mean, that's their brand, and I don't think they care much about the other brands there. They're, they're uh, no, no. Well, no. Um, well, what they're, the reason why they're not actually making the travel uh, comparison stuff right now is that it's still under... Um, as, uh, well, they're, they're still looking at it, at least the, the American, I don't know, maybe you know exactly, Lee, but I think the, there's some legal stuff going on there from the uh, U.S. government, which is looking at whether or not Google's allowed to buy that uh, company. Oh, yeah, there, there's something with uh, Monopoly and, and all that stuff, you know, trade, kind of like what we were seeing with Comcast and NBC and um, buying NBC. They, they kind of look at this if it's you know, they're, they're taking over a monopoly, but um, I, I think I'm, I'm with Roy on the fact that I think they're really going to use this for data to kind of learn more about about how not just comparison shopping, but there's other things within there that are very community-based, and and they're looking more to the community. You know, I, I, I pointed out in a lot of my presentations that it's not just about – it's not – just about the links anymore it's about how often this stuff is getting shared and that's a big indicator so if people are are sharing things even out on this site they're going to learn and that data is just going to help them more in their algorithm yeah agree totally um what do you guys think of the uh uh, the fact that they are getting also in, on the top of search results, you can already see stuff happening. Uh, compare uh, mortgages, for example. Compare credit cards, uh, stuff like that. Uh, if, if Google is really doing that kind of stuff, isn't that going to be um, well interfering with other c- comparison sites? They they run what? a slippery slope when they go when they go and they buy these things like that. I mean. It's always the question. It was it was that question when they bought um, the PPC company or the the not the PPC. Well, they were part PPC and SEO company years ago, and and I forget what it is now. But they were and finally they had to spin them off. They couldn't couldn't have them anymore. Kind of like with Microsoft and and Razorfish, you run these this slippery slope performance. That's right, Jim. Performance. Um, you know, you they run this slippery slope, but again, does Google, as Jim says, does Google really care? They got so much money, I don't think they really care. At the end of the day, they just want all this data. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to really, you have to spend some money to write it off to taxes, I guess. Yeah. That's probably yeah. to buy stuff like this. But it was a hefty price tag. What was on it? Uh, Thirty-seven billion million pounds. Million pounds. Yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of money. money. Well, it's not for Google. It is for 
I mean, that quote, yeah. really, but. Well, <laughs> sure, but indeed, you have to compare it to, to what's worth the company, and is BTAC quote really that valuable? At, at least, it's probably it's not for Google, but, uh, well, if, B, well, whatever, if, if Rupert Murdoch decided to buy stuff like that, should he, did he, should he pay that much money for it? For instance, no. Well, well the thing is, Beat That Quote is not not even the biggest one in the UK market. Oh, no, it's one that quote UK. Is yeah, it's, it's, well, a couple a couple of other ones who are, who are actually bigger than uh, than uh, uh, Beat That Quote. So that, that's what I see. Who uh, maybe if I look at what Google always buys, it's not, it's never the biggest. It's always the second best, isn't it? Or or in the top five, it's it's never that they they tend to pay a hefty price for not the best there there is. No, that's what or Microsoft is. is buying. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you're right. No. Yeah, or, or Yahoo, for instance. But Google's never. I can't no, imagine. You have, you, have to, you have to keep in mind that what Google's buying. You have to keep in mind that what Google's buying nine out of ten nine out of ten times is not the actual companies, but it's the people behind it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that data. Yeah, but and still, the data. <laughs> yeah, but but then uh, then again, I mean, if you want to buy, if you want to buy uh, a location-based thing, uh, I'd rather buy Dennis Crowley than well some cheap shot uh, rip-off. Maybe, maybe, but um, you have to, no, but you also have to keep in mind that if you buy a company which is already successful, you'll 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 have to. Um, you can't really change the persons into Google's direction, so to speak, because they, they already have their own way, and then they'll they'll leave really really quickly, and then then it'll be useless. Uh, so I think they're also looking at how young the people are, how can they mold them to what 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 makes them perfect for Google. Yeah, like their culture, whatever their culture, if their culture fits in with it, yeah. that's a big piece of it, why they look yeah. them. Uh, everybody's compl- is complaining that Google's culture is getting more Microsoft by the damn, the amount of employee employees they're hiring. So I don't know <laughs> about the Google culture thing, but uh, it's something completely different. I mean, uh, Lee, you're you're working with different offices talking about culture, uh, or at least uh, your your employees, uh, people you work with, uh, are in different locations. How how do you keep that culture in your company? Uh, oh. Together with Becky, of course. <laughs> um, we all. I mean, we she's we got two dogs. Base. That's that's what helps. <laughs> we we touch base every day, um, you know, with pretty much with everybody either through IM or or um, I mean, Insta Messenger is just huge for us, uh, and you know, we also talk on the phone when we need to. So it, it our culture is kind of free flowing. We don't have a physical office that we all come into. Kim might come over to my house every now and then, or I go over to her house. She's about the closest. Um, so you know, it's. I, I think they have Google has a now has the problem because they are so big, and how do they keep that culture going? But I think when they look to buy these companies, they're looking for, you know, is there still room to grow? What's what's the potential for this? And when you buy that one, that's the top notch one. A lot of times they're not. There, there's not a lot of room for growth or there's not much more. They think they've got it. And look what happened with MySpace when Fox bought them. I mean, they stopped innovating. And Facebook just passed them by because Facebook didn't stop innovating. So who who want out there at the end of the day? <laughs> okay, so let, let's take it a step, step further then. 
what do you think of the AOL uh, buying um, stroke, stroke they're on? Uh, I think I think they're just trying to get just get all these eyeballs in here, and it's all about advertising for what, on these sites. I mean, that's their money maker at this point. This is where they figured out where their money maker is because they buy stupid stuff like Bebo, <laughs> and it just goes <laughs> down. You know, I don't know. What do you think, Roy? I just missed it. I had to get a lot of the phrase. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, what we're saying um, that Google's buying companies and things they want to that things okay they should there should be growth the possible growth the company we're buying uh, mm-hmm. but then if you look at AOL what they are buying is like like TechCrunch and st- sites like that already sites who are already performing so to speak uh, yeah. and why are they doing that that's a totally different strategy uh, to catch in money I guess. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think Google doesn't need the money from those companies. Right. They only want the data from it, and I think AOL is just looking for more ways or more sustainable ways to keep keep the money flow running around. I guess it, I think that's that's one of the reasons actually. Yep. They see dollar signs a lot, so they do a lot of things just based on, you know, we want the top thing coming in. It's got the top traffic, got the top uh, opportunity for advertising, you know, and. It's it's not Google and I think even Microsoft look and Yahoo probably even looked at it looking in a totally different manner and how will this you know improve what we're doing at the end of the day? How does it add to the whole flow of everything where AOL just looks and says, Oh, look, potential for more traffic. <laughs> Yay, space views. Let's go, bye. <laughs> I think that's even one of the things they're really looking after for just more inventory to do plays ads with uh, and that's it not even do something smart with it and I think there's a difference between uh, what Yahoo is doing because they want to make it smarter and not just more of it and, and I agree with you on that part so Google did something else uh, actually while we're in London that is what they did they did another uh, algorithm update oh my god um, the sky is falling <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I said, oh my god, the sky is falling. Google oh, sky's- did update. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. And they called it the Panda update, which I don't know why. But um, yeah. Why is everybody else calling it the Farmer update then? Yeah. That, that's Danny. <laughs> um, the first time they actually not- noted it is that um, what, what usually happens is that on, on the Webmaster World forums, they kind of name those kind of updates. Uh, they didn't do that now, and then Danny wrote about it on Search Engine Land, and he called it the Farmer Update. And then everybody starts calling it the Farmer Update. And he said himself, well, I'm just calling it this because um, it kind of sounds like it's hitting on content farms. Okay, but if, if, if recap this a little bit. So Google's bringing out an update. It's giving it a name. Danny's giving it a different no, no, name, no. and Danny wins? no. And uh, Google's giving a, Google's doing an update, but th- isn't telling anybody. Then uh, people notice the update. Uh, then Danny blogs about it, and uh, it seems as if sites who are content farms are hit by it the most. And then Go- Danny calls it the farmer update. Then people start talking about the farmer update. Then Google comes out with a blog post saying, "Okay, we did an update, and we call it the Panda update." Uh, which I kind of remember now why they did call it the Panda update because somebody in Google, who came up with some sort of 
brilliant idea on how to do this update. Uh, oh, that was that was a very smart one, I guess. Was it? Wasn't it just if it has more ads than well, x amount of ratio, you get kicked out, or isn't it something like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually what happened to a lot of SEOs as well. If you just monetize your blog a little bit too much, buy uh, buy blog. Yeah, well, the, the the problem uh, the problem there is that, for example, the site like eHow, which is uh, which is sort of a content farm in in the US. I don't know it myself. I never I never really actually look at that because, well, of course, I'm not in the US. But uh, they didn't get hit, while, for example, Mahalo did get hit. Well, yeah, look no, at what Mahalo no. does. It's a, bo- a lot more. If I, if I look at the resounds, and I'm not even from the US, eHow still looks like content that that there's content on there. And if you just don't don't click on the right spot, right that right that tiny pixel on the left, uh, on Mahalo, you're gonna you're gonna give Jason a little bit more money. I mean, Mahalo is has been put up with ads anywhere. Okay, I mean, wrong, wrong example. And uh, navigation. I Mahalo, nope, Mahalo but I is fan, but there is a there difference. Are, but in general, I think there's a difference in that. Ehow just got out of it because they just aren't that much. Um, there's advertising on it, but it's not that much in your face. And I think the other reason, uh, I think there's another reason for that. Um, if you look at Ehow, um, my guess is that there's still a lot of Ehow um, queries around their brand. Well, I, I think, too, a lot more people really share Ehow information than... Yeah. People actually share Mahalo. I mean, come on now. <laughs> we we all, all of us know the deal with Jason Calacanis and Mahalo and yep. what's going on there. I mean, Aaron pointed that out on more than one occasion <laughs> and in, in very great fashion. <laughs> um, but you, you see that E How even just says, even just says more to its its name. It's showing you how, and more people share that information, and that that is what content should be about. People sharing it if they find it valuable, and that's probably why they didn't get hit as hard because people actually do share their content on Facebook when they find it very you know useful, or they share it on Twitter. Um, I see links like those going around all the time. I don't see people sharing the crap on Mahalo. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I I agree. I think it's it's except well, for Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I don't like it as much as the Wikipedia on top of it, but in general, they still do a good job for a lot of people, mm. and maybe no, I, not for us as CEOs because they take our spots. But in general, no, don't don't get me wrong. I I agree on that. But what what's being said in the um, in different blog posts around is that the reason why eHow might not have been hit as hard as others, and I'm not. Naming Mahalo here, but others um, is <laughs> because articles. they're. Let me let me do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's because they're running so many Google ads, and that Google's actually making money out of them. So Google's making that's... money from every one of those crap sites. So it's. It, I don't yeah. think it's about that as much. Uh, I don't think it's no. I don't really think it's not about that as much as it is about the other stuff people talking about. I do agree on on the show and the sharing part. I do agree on the branding part, and I think that has something to do with it. Yep. And being one of the well, it's it's more of a brand than the others are. Yeah. And, and the brand in the end will help you. Yeah. Um. What what you can see, I I wrote a post on it on uh, on State of Search last week where Systrix um, 
had winners and losers had them lined up, and you could see sites actually losing a lot of traffic uh, because well, of the the algorithm update. Well, look at look at how they do how they go about it. They just focused on the SEO and the the keywords. When you look at someone like eHow, they're while they do focus on the keywords, they also focus on more on marketing in general. And it, you know, I wrote a post that says if you're if you're integrating your strategy, you're not going to have a lot to worry. If you focus just on linking or just on keywords, your house of cards will fall down. And that's what happened with Mahalo. All he cared about was, I want to rank for this keyword. Let's do everything I can to do that. And bye-bye. You know, eHow does a lot more than just write this content. They give opportunity to share it. They, you know, proliferate it out. They buy ads. They do other things. And... You know, that's just more of a stable marketing plan. And, and if you do that, then you, you don't get hit as badly. Yeah. So what we can, I think what we can conclude before we go to the final break is that um, what happened with the update uh, shows that sites like Mahalo, um, which have lousy strategies, so to speak, and uh, not look at the long-term strategy, um, get hit. Yeah, Google's fed up with crap content as people are, so do so are people. Yeah. And Mahalo actually fired ten percent of the people the day after the update. Which yeah, says a lot about yeah, which says a lot about how Mahalo has set up their company because if you have to do that within a day, then you're really depending too much on uh on, on Google. Okay. They all should have fired Jason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go to our final break, and then after break, we'll have some more uh, stuff. And I want to ha- uh, put something in your, uh, on to you, um, uh, a question which I wrote about this week, and to see if you guys agree. So uh, come back after break. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia. Strong ROI made simple. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents the longest-running program on affiliate marketing. Welcome to Affiliate Buzz. 
Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. So, welcome back to already the final part of this uh, State of Search radio show on Webmaster Radio. And we're joined today by Lee Evans, who apparently is not drinking coffee. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am. You're you're, you're an iced tea uh, person? I am a diet lemonade Wawa tea person. And I had a crisis this this past week. They they, they, uh, recalled it and I couldn't find it in any of the stores. (laughs) (laughs) I was going through withdrawals. It wasn't very nice. (laughs) (laughs) And and Jim always laughs at me because I I log into Foursquare at at, uh, the Limerick Wawa because I live near Limerick, Pennsylvania, not Limerick, Ireland. And uh, Jim always wants to uh, post on my Facebook page a limerick. <laughs> Your Facebook page, by the way, people should actually uh, look at that because y- you do a hell of a lot with pictures. Yeah. Is, is, that, <laughs> is that because you like it or is that also a strategy? Uh, that's it, It's because I like doing this stuff, it ends up becoming a strategy. I figure out how uh, what things get people... Uh, talking and and you know integrating with things so you'll see pictures um, uh, from when I go out and I do karaoke and that group of people gets really you know involved in in the pictures because they're part of it and they'll come out to the gravel pike in and and because they know oh Lee's got a camera maybe she'll video me or maybe she'll you know take a picture of me because they want to be recognized and so it's it's and I help out the gravel pike in, I'll, I'll put those pictures up on their their things. So it becomes part of a strategy. When you we when you figure out the psychology of the different groups that you're dealing with or the audience that you're dealing with, it makes the strategy a little bit more easier to, to develop. Uh, for example, um, do, do you also think about who you're going to tag on a picture? Uh, yeah, because I know there's some people that if I tag them, they'll... They'll immediately untag themselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was actually thinking the other way around. For example, I, I used several of your pictures, which you made in SCS London, to put into a video, which I made about SCS London. And um, I tagged the people who were in there. And I, I know that because of that reason, people think, hey, I'm in the video. I like that. I'm going to share that. So it can help also uh, the sharing part of the pictures or videos in this case. Uh, yeah, and I think um, I think it's a it, it whenever whenever somebody gets tagged in a picture, what are they going to do? They're going to come out, you know, they see it in their email, they come out and they look at it, and if they like it, they share it. If they think it's a bad picture of themselves, they're going to untag it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get that a lot from Matt. He's like, "Please don't put that up there. Please don't put that up there." <laughs> <laughs> Matt McGowan, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, two things I wanted to uh, uh, to talk to you guys about. Um, we were talking before the break also about um, how sh- important sharing is, and also um, you said that okay, people are sharing e-house sites more, so it makes sense that they're not 
hit that much or, or, or not hit at all by the Google update. Um, how important do you guys think that the sharing part for Google already is? Because uh, I wrote the book review on uh, Lee's book and that ranked on the term social media in the UK for a day uh, in the on number on spot number five at max. So it was number five in the Google.co.uk on the term social media. And my belief is that it had all to do with how much it was shared. But I was curious what your thoughts about, are on that. I, Roy, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lee. <laughs> I definitely think it was because, you know, like, I, I, I got so many um, tweets on Twitter. You know, I got so many replies on Twitter People just using, you know, uh, tweeting this out. I there had to be, there had to be over 200, 250 in a 24-hour period. I've never had that many, you know, mentions in that short amount of time. So I think it definitely affects it. But Rory probably has an opinion too. <laughs> <laughs> he always has. He's keeping quiet now. I don't know why. <laughs> you there, Roy? You're not. He's. We kind of lost Ross, uh, I think. Oh, ah, no, there we didn't. Is. I was just muted. muted. Oh. I love myself muting. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking and... No, 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 I wasn't talking. I wasn't talking. I was just <laughs> listening. Well, I, I agree, uh, on, uh, probably because of the social part, although I didn't see it um, becoming that much viral. But, well, that's maybe well, more get, than that. Yeah, it did get a lot of mentions, but, but, but I think Lee notices it more because her, her Twitter name was in there. So yeah, uh, she, she'll find out. So I think that must have been one of those reasons why, on the term social media, that post ranked in the top ten on Google Dakota UK, which is not an easy place to rank. I can tell you that. How long did it rank over there? About twenty-four hours. And then it dropped out completely again. And, yeah. Well, not completely. Yeah, that's because it, you have to look to. I was just talking about this today with a client. You have to look at how. Um, Things are ranking, things will rank really fast, and it really depends on what's trending in the different areas like Twitter and what people are sharing on Facebook. And you see those real fast, you know, things. If you can capitalize on something that's trending and write a real powerful blog post and get people tweeting about that blog post, you have the opportunity to rank within that, those, you know, so many hours, and it could drive a lot of traffic. But of course, then you also have to remember that you're going to drop. Because the trend goes away, and then eventually that that piece will start ranking again. You you I see this time and time again with blog posts and and you know viral pieces. You see that happening, and a lot of people you know are aren't recognizing it too much. They're like, oh my god, my blog post ranked you know right away, and it was up there, it was up there, and then bam, it, yeah. it sunk. Well, that's because it wasn't a popular trend anymore. Yeah, query distress freshness is the magic word yeah. for this, I guess. Yeah, that's that's also one of the big big things I I think. To, to Google sometimes puts in things which helps the freshness of the content, and I think that that's what happened here too. Okay, and the other one I wanted to put in, and because time's running out really fast, is that I wrote a uh, is is about the data part, which we were talking about in the beginning, like when Google is buying uh, beat that quote, they're also doing that for the data. Um, I wrote a post this week which, uh, in which I stated that one of the reasons why Bing is, now, uh, is not going to catch up with Google anytime soon is because of Android. Uh, Google's got Android and scattering so many, so much data with that that mm -hmm. I don't think that 
um, Bing is going to be able to catch up with that with Windows, even not with them buying uh, or buying uh, cooperating with uh, Nokia. Uh, I was wondering what your what your thoughts were on that. Let's start with Roy this time. No, no, no. Start with Lee. I mean, she, she's <laughs> she's the guest on the show. Everybody could hear me blabbering all the time. It's no problem. Um, <laughs> Well, you just, they just said today that Android surpassed BlackBerry um, as, you know, the number one, I guess, platform for, Mm -hmm. you know, and that just, that speaks, you know, volumes. And, you know, iPhone is looking, you know, you know, Apple's looking at what, what Android's doing. I mean, they're just, they are gathering all this information and they know, and, and it's the same, they have Chrome too. I mean, not a lot of people use Chrome as much as they use IE, but, you know, they, they they still have all these different places where they're getting all this data, and I don't know, I, I just, Microsoft just seems that search is an afterthought to them, they make their money on, on the applications, and it's more of a pride thing for Steve Ballmer to try and beat out <laughs> Google, <laughs> I mean, that's what it seemed, that's what it's always seemed like to me. Yeah, Roy, what's your take on it? I agree. <laughs> Simply <laughs> enough, I completely agree on that. I mean, uh, Google is, is is trying to figure out its social thing, and 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 that. I mean, well, what one of the reasons is that Bing always keeps saying, "Okay, we're all about personal stuff, and we're going to make it as as personal as possible." So the user intent stuff, which Stefan is always talking about, you're going to get more personal if you have mobile data because the mobile data is is as personal as it can get because yeah, that's Google's the thing Google, you are Google using. Yeah, but Google's still working on, on the Windows Mobile, and, and there's a lot of Windows Mobile phones out there as well. So they have the data as well. And it's no, not as big as Android, I know, I agree, but still. And not, and not in the same ways. But like when I uh, recently opened up uh, Google Maps and then opened it up on my Android phone, and it just kept on going where I was, uh, where I left it at the computer. So the, the, the ad- address is just gone magically from my computer to my phone. Um, I think that kind of stuff really helps Google to actually get so much data out of it um, that they're going to be leading the way uh, for for a little while, I think. Um, anyway, um, thanks for uh, your uh, views on that. Uh, we're actually out of time, so uh, we're going to have to have Lee back on the show again because time's flying when, uh, <laughs> when you're having fun, and uh, we did have fun. So thank you for joining us on the show, Lee, today, um, especially on the short notice, which uh, uh, you had. We only asked you today. Um, so it's good to be back on the air. And uh, Lee Evans, where can they buy your book? Uh, they can buy it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, bnn.com, and they can just look up my name. Um, or just look up social media marketing. It's a maroon and white book, and um, it's all full of goodness. <laughs> and there's a long review on it on State of Search. I'll put the link into the show notes tomorrow. And um, also be sure to check out Lee's Twitter account, which is at Story Spinner. And uh, if you want our Facebook, you'll have to look for it on Facebook. Uh, she's got loads of pictures on there. So, Lee, thanks again. Uh, we're going to be back uh, next week uh, on Tuesday, which 8 p.m. in Europe, 7 in the U.K., 2 p.m. on the East Coast, 11 a.m. on the West Coast. And uh, be sure to also download us from iTunes if you have uh, not been able to listen to this live. Uh, uh, so um, be back next week. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Lee. And thank you, Brasco. Bye-bye. Bye.